Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Thanks, podcast fans, for joining us again for episode 26 of the Good Ship Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, sailing the seven seas of animals where too much talk of pets is barely enough. Scrubbing the decks with a peg leg and a parrot on my shoulder, I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, but tightening the jib, hoisting the mainsail with a sturdy, calloused, salty, and sultry hand on the wheel. It's Captain Dr. Lewis Kirkham. How are you going, Lewis? I'm great, mate. How are you, Robbie? Not too bad. I like I went that. nautical. Yeah. I don't know good. why. I like it. Thank you. I like it. it's a nice day for sailing. It's, it's sunny it's, out there. It's calm. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. The, the boats are out on the bay. It's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, reef in the sails and off we go. Eh? <laughs> Done. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Is this the the Robbie from Triple R Radio I'm talking to now? That is correct. Yeah. 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 Not nice a bad work. plug. What did you think of it? I liked it, mate. I liked what they said. Yeah. yeah. So, so Triple R um, every year have their, uh, their which is a community radio station here in Melbourne. Um, they have a yearly uh, radiothon where they get subscribers. So they don't get any money from government or, you know, they don't sort yep. of generally get money from like, you know, big advertisers and things. They rely on uh, on people pledging subscriptions yes. and paying, uh, paying money. And so yep. um, I thought, and I've been subscribing since I was about 17. And so I thought... You know what? Now we've got the podcast, right? I'm going to do it, but I'm going to see if I kick in a little bit of money, whether or not I can get him to read out a bit of a plug yeah. on on air. Yeah. You know, um, and so I, I was very specific with the timing I wanted to get it on because they usually have an animal segment at um, yes. at quarter yeah, past eight on a Thursday at the time. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yep. Sean Dooley, Sean You're the right. Birdman Dooley. Okay. Um, and so, uh, so I made sure I got it on then because I thought, well, anyone else that listens to animals and stuff might be listening yeah, at that time. Good work. Um, and I, I thought he wasn't going to read out about it, you know, because right. when he, when you doing the reading he's gone oh yeah so yeah um uh, uh doc uh, robbie wanted to want us to plug his podcast two vets talk pets oh we won't talk about it unless yeah. he wants to kick in some more money gone dude i've just <laughs> I've, I've subscribed <laughs> and kicked in some extra money yeah. as a as a donation already dropped a bomb in there yeah, yeah. Read, read the damn copy you know oh, um but he did but he did, he did. so thank nice. you ve- thank you very much triple r yeah. and the breakfasters and sean the bird mandoli i'll see whether i can find a way to to link the um the yeah. the thing on there so we yeah. can so we can play the audio yeah, yeah that'd be awesome well speaking of you know sponsors and 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 support yes we've we still got our major sponsor on board uh zilkeen is is, is still sponsoring us the the anxiety medication or the anxiety um, uh, alpha casozine sounds milk, about milk right. Supplement. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, We're not yeah. good at pronunciation. Yeah. We've got <laughs> <laughs> so so another two weeks of sponsorship yeah. that we can improve. We can work on it, you reckon. ingredient. Yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. some elocution lessons between now and Some then. electrocution <laughs> lessons. <laughs> lessons, mate. Lessons. Lessons. So thank you very much to Zilkeen for supporting the podcast. Yeah, thanks, uh, Zilkeen. We, it's a good product. Talk to your vets about whether or not you, uh, you know, it could be a good idea for trying with your pet. It's a, uh, you know, we we use it, we like it, yeah. we, uh, you know, we think it's got a, it's, it's got its place there. So if you've got a bit of a stressy cat or a stressy dog, uh, find out about it. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and we'll put a link in the show notes too to their um to their web page, yeah, so good, you can yeah, um, of course. go through and uh, and have a, a peruse yep. about it as yep, well. Definitely check it out. Uh, and what have you been up to, buddy? Well, this week I had some uh, some interesting requests this week uh, right. from, from different requests from 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 clients. Uh, uh, speaking of sort of words, do you know you know what a bordello is, mate? You up to date with the bordello? I, I think uh, uh, now a board. If I close my eyes and I picture a bordello, I Ooh, picture. No, don't do that. Open your eyes. I open my eyes. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. So you yeah, know yeah. what it is? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a what could be described as a house of disrepute. Yeah, or oh, brothel. A brothel. brothel yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So, so we had a a, a male uh, a male a person ring up to, uh, this week on the phone asking for their bordello. Vaccine. Wow. Yeah. A vaccine against bordellos. Yeah. Is is there something there's a few things you could catch at a bordello, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not sure we've got that vaccine in the fridge. <laughs> I think 
that there's, there's probably certain sides of politics that would like a bordello vaccine, oh, you know, yeah. like to try and, uh, you know, eliminate that from society. You know? Yeah, so so obviously I think we talked about Kennelkoff last episode. I'm pretty sure they've been listening. Yes, they yeah. They realise it's the Bordetella vaccine. Bordetella. Bordetella. Yeah, and can, you, think, can you pick up Bordetella from a bordello? Ooh, I imagine you could. Depends who's coughing on you, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Depends what your fetish is, mate. <laughs> Everyone's got their vice, Lewis. Exactly. And speaking of that, you know, we I've, I've mentioned before that I had an exotic dancer in, in a consult right. at work. Had my second uh, dancer who only works at night in a consult. Right, okay. Week, and I was like, I didn't get a chance. It was an opportunity for me to explore further what sort of dancing, but... I don't know many dancers that only work at night. Right, yeah. Yeah, you, Robbie? You know? uh, I, I, I ch- tend to dance during the day because yeah. my footwork isn't very good. My proprioception is good. I end up tripping over stuff, Lewis. Yeah, so I need, right. I need I need a very good ambient light if I'm going to be uh, your having Zimmer, a... Your Zimmer frame gets in the way, doesn't it, It, it does <laughs> a little bit, you know, and I've got my hip and my bunion. And then I had another one other lady in a consult, you know, asked her what she does. And I was sort of busy doing things and, you know, maybe I had the set to go over my ears and she said, I'm an after-party host. An after-party yeah. host? Now, I, I wasn't sure if she means she hosts the actual after-party. Yeah, yeah. Or does she host you after the party? I couldn't really kind of work that. And then, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's so, the, where's the uh, yeah. where's the the um how the inflection? Is she hosting? Yeah. yeah, right. Is she is she someone who's hosting you? You go to her place. Yeah. After the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of person. She puts on some party pies and yeah. a sausage roll, well, maybe some Gatorade. Helps well, her. Asks if you had your bordello vaccine, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, if there's an after party host. Is there a party host? Well, you'd you know, think or, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and why? Why would you go for after party host rather than party host? Yeah. Maybe she's she's fun enough on the come down, or maybe she's that good that she has to be there to try and keep people going. If she was there for an actual party host, oh. there would be no need for an after party so host. Special skills to keep the party going. You a think? special set of skills. A particular <laughs> set of skills. We had that last yeah. week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the A team, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, pity the fool. <laughs> ah, pity the fool. <laughs> it seems like all of your pop culture references, Lewis, are all from the eighties. Like, yeah, well, you that's, stopped that's watching me, TV. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, we didn't have TV. Oh, that's right. We had yeah. it for a decade. That was yeah. it. And then it turned <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the fuse blew, and then you, you never got another one. Well, maybe, mate. Maybe when after the eighties, I was sort of getting into high school by then. Maybe I started working too hard, studying too hard, became a bit of a boffin, and that's how I got into vet. Whereas you just uh, obviously just cruised along, mate, watching your TV. Dude, pop I, was, culture. I, I, I was watching Police Academy yeah. reruns. You know. <laughs> they do reruns. Oh, it's up to tw- twenty four, aren't they? Uh, dude, this, this, well, this is back in the days where we you'd, um, you'd you'd tape the the movies on the TV, yeah. and so and so we just had like a drawer full of um, uh, TDK one eighty yeah. uh, uh, tapes yeah. that you just have all these different movies that you taped on off the TV. It's, so we're the same, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Point Break, favorite movie. Point Break. Point Break. Yeah. 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 Did Did you ever, as a, as a young man, sort of pretend to be rolling on the ground, shooting into the air, go oh! Did, know, I, so, did I ever? You know, pretending the Bodie was running off in the distance? How can you even ask? <laughs> <laughs> I love these things. I caught my first tube this morning, sir. <laughs> How many times did I say that in my life? I love that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I know you're a surfer, so yeah, Point Break would have been uh, would have been religion oh, for was, you, Lewis. Yeah, definitely, yeah. mate. Loved it. <laughs> Not so keen on the remake, but the original, definitely. The original was good. Yeah, Apart from the sw- fact that Bell, when they at the end of the movie, yeah. they had it as Bell's Beach. That's about as much as Bell's Beach as what my left foot is. Yeah, they, they did a screening at Torquay. Oh. Down and and uh, set up a screen, did actual screening when it came out. Yeah, and when they showed up the Bell's Beach, you know, death on a stick out there, mate. Oh. They um, everyone threw like cans and tinnies <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it got an absolute howl down because it's obviously not Bell's Beach. No cliffs on both sides, man. I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand. <laughs> Jeez, you got me in my element, man. That's my favourite. I reckon I could recite that whole movie, mate. How long we got? How long's the pod? (laughs) (laughs) I I could do that with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Right, yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was was my jam. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Got a line you like? Uh, Oh, it's just the classic be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other and party on dudes. I say it to the kids when I go to work. Yeah. I just go, be excellent to each other. And then Ruben, 60, I go, party on, dude. Oh, that's awesome, mate. And they have no idea where that came from. That's all you. Not yet yeah yeah at the, yeah, at the moment so cool <laughs> well i was gonna i was actually thinking about showing them bill and ted's excellent adventure the other day because it's fairly tame yeah um 
because I've sort of bitten um, I've bitten off more than I can chew once with sitting down and watching a movie with them. I um I showed them Blues Brothers, Ooh, um, which yeah. which great songs. Yo, yeah. um, you know, Ruben loves the car chase and that stuff. Some blue language in there. Yeah, pretty early on. Yeah, you he's know? a young guy, Ruben. Oh my goodness! Welcome to the real world, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once, once, once. Um, uh, Jake starts uh, dropping the uh, the old f bomb pretty early on. I go. Oh my goodness! All was right, that, was that when you got a knock on the door and it was the Department of Protective Services? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just need to have a chat. When, when we were doing the um the Kinder interviews, I tell you that um that uh, when I was saying to doing Ruben's interview, we go, okay, right. So what what games do you like to play? Oh, you know, we like to play Ninja Turtles and we like to play Jurassic World and we like to play Deadpool. Whoa! Go, Wowzers! What? what, 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 what where did you learn about playing Deadpool? From your DVD, Daddy. Oh. He's gone through my DVDs and he pulls out and because it's all the superhero ones. He goes, who's this, Daddy? That's Deadpool. Oh, but so he, he hasn't, hasn't seen it. it. No, he yeah, hasn't right. seen it. I'm not I'm not that bad. Wow. But, but oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that yeah. reminds me of a friend of mine uh, at uh, at uh, Kinder. They went, she went to a Kinder night with her, with her daughter and uh, and everyone was chatting around the circle about, you know, what... What makes uh, your mummy and daddy happy, you know? And, oh. and they're like, you know, mummy, oh, mummy loves cuddles. And, you know, daddy likes kicking the footy with me at the park. And, yeah. And then it got to hurt and was like, mummy likes going to the bottle shop. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing what they take in, isn't it? They put you into it, don't they? Oh, hey? dude, so, so last night, Friday night, I was sitting down having dinner. I had two beers. Two beers had been a long way ago. I'm going to have two beers. Yeah. Um, you answered, it, mate. You and, answered. And so Ruben turns around and says to me, Daddy, why do you drink so many beers? <laughs> I go, dude, I haven't had anything to drink. So, I mean, training, you know. Yeah. I, go, I haven't had anything. I haven't had a beer for two weeks. Yeah. I have two. And suddenly he's ready to sign me up to an AA meeting. <laughs> Oh, dude, right, we need to have a talk. Anyway, right, yeah, right, let's, what, let's, let's right. bring what, this good. Yeah, what sort of captain are you, mate? You're letting the good ship oh, uh, the yeah. good ship sort of sail away We're here. well yeah. off course, aren't yeah. we? You're surfing the big waves, mate, out, <laughs> of, out of Pell's Beach, I reckon. Um, so one of the cases that I had this week that was a that was a huge one that, um, that sort of, yeah, the, everything has then gone well now. Um, but uh, but it, so uh, it was 10 days ago, um, saw this dog on a Saturday. Um, the the owner's wife noticed that um, that he had, was a little bit huffy and puffy when he was lying down, when he was sleeping. Yep. Um, otherwise, eating well, drinking well, seeming absolutely fine. Came in on the Saturday and the um, the owner's got to look up. Might be here under false pretenses. Don't think there's anything going on, yeah. but it just seems like he's huffing and puffing a bit. Nine, ten-year-old little white fluffy dog. Yeah, right. Had a feel, big abdominal mass. So ah. I can feel a big lump in his tummy. So ah. I said, right, well, this isn't very good. We've got to, we'll run some bloods, get you in on Monday. Um, ran the bloods, dog was anemic. So, okay, right, I think this is going to be a tumour somewhere in the abdomen yes. that's starting to cook some of these red blood yes. cells. Um, got him in on the Monday, ultrasound, an 8 by 10 centimetre mass wow. on this dog's spleen. Oh, wow. So um, and, and so I thought, oh, crikey, this ain't very good. And so the fact that the dog's anemic, you know, mm. like, oh, crikey, oh, this isn't great. But looking at the ultrasound, so it looked like it was a much more fleshy mass rather yeah. than a cavitated one. Yeah, so, so there's a, a hemangiosarcoma. Yeah. Which are really bad, and they carry a fairly poor long-term yes, prognosis. Yes, and so, and fairly common too on the spleen or exactly. in the abdomen. Yes, yeah, yes. Yep. Um, and particularly if they've already bled, then they'll often have spread throughout the abdomen. Yes. So, um, so rang up the owner and said, "Look, you know, this is what your dog's got. It's already had a bleed. It's already anemic. You know, um, this. If we're going to go in and remove this spleen, it's probably a good time to think about trying to go in and do it now." Owner said, yep. So we went in to, to do it. Um, so I made a nice big hole so I could take this splint out without putting too much pressure on it. Yep. And literally did not put... like It wasn't like I was gouging my fingers through it. As soon as my, my palm of my hand touched it... Uh. The, the tumor burst. Oh, that's right? horrible! So it, oh, it so it pops. So what a nightmare! Blood going out. So yep. get the spleen out, and so I'm I'm, I'm clamping and clamping yep. and clamping, just trying to get this spleen out, just yep. to try clamping and stop blood stop the blood loss. The dog's blood pressure drops, and he's um you know his heart rate's going poorly, and it's like oh Christ! So so my, my it's team, got us on the edge of the seat here, mate. But team were fantastic. So um so you know um the so Jen, my nurse, was in there. She was doing fan brilliantly, trying to um trying to recess and keep him going. Ash has come running in. She's helping to try and keep him going. I'm just going. I've just got to get this spleen out. So I've clamped the spleen, clamp, clamp, clamp. Get the damn thing off. And then, you know, so we've just got this massive big spleen there's, you know, the, with this big, big hole in it. it had, or where it had already burst, the omentum, the curtain that's in the ab abdomen had stuck to it. Right. 
So, you know, stitched the dog up and, and rang up the owner and said, look, there's been a complication. He's had a really big bleed. He's quite anemic now. We're going to have to see how he's going to go. Yep. Um, he woke up, you know, fine from the anaesthetic, but after a couple of hours, really pale. Uh, and so I said, look, you know, if you want your best bet, go to the emergency centre and get some blood. Give yep. him a blood transfusion. Because he might be okay, but the blood transfusion is going to buy him time. Um, so he went and had the blood transfusion. He had a transfusion reaction. Oh, no. Right? Male oh. dog, never had any blood products oh. before, had a blood transfusion. Oh. Uh, had a transfusion reaction. So um, he stayed at the hospital for another day, yep. and then he went home. Um, so we, I said to them, look, we'll wait until we see if he's going to pull through before we send this lump off to find out what it is. Yep. Um, they said, look, send it off. We just want to know. Get the results back on the day that he was coming back in for his post-op yeah. check. Not cancer. Fantastic. Not cancer, man. It was a oh. it was a lymphoid hyperplasia. Wow. Mate, bizarre. What? So so what happened? So you know you'll often get lymphoid hyperplasia in the spleen, which is just little little polyps of of um, growth of cells within the spleen. Right. Yeah. But they're usually sort of just two to five centimeters in size. Yeah, little white areas, aren't they? Generally, or Ex- lighter pink areas. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So this one was just one that had just grown to the point of where it had just lost all of its strength, and so so the the way I described it to the owner was like you're building a brick wall with bricks with no mortar yeah you know okay. and so it reached a point where it was just unstable and it just, just fell down and yeah, so that's right. the whole reason why this damn thing exploded on me as soon as i looked at it wow um but you know non-cancer so the pathologist has gone yeah look you know th- there would be a minuscule chance that it could be a really early something but with taking the spleen out hopefully you should be right but non-cancer that's so, fantastic. saw him for his recheck yesterday took his staples out PCV's back to normal he's doing well so that's awesome mate super vet Robbie does oh, his work again bloody hell. good so, on ya buddy, the dog's heart rate was high my heart rate was oh, high like, far out yeah. you know, but it's just that thing of, you know absolute kudos to the team for, for you know coming in and that's you know I guess part of the thing of you know Things can go un, you know, like I've I've taken out plenty of spleens, as I'm sure you have, you know, yeah. in surgery, you know, yeah. And yet you, you occasionally have them where they'll bleed a little bit, but not like this one. Right. That was just really? you know, sometimes weird stuff can happen. So wow, me mate, good on you. That's a that's a it, it does take a team effort when it's a, you know full on case like that. Yeah, when they're crashing on the table, it does take everyone, and good to know that everyone can come in and support and and get the job done. You know, get that get that patient home and alive, mate. Good job. And and and, and alive, and and despite the fact that he. He was just had had crap after crap after crap stuff, and then it's non-cancer, and now he's doing yeah, fine. So wow. it's like, yeah, so well it's all done, good mate. stuff. That's How about amazing. you? What's, what's been tickling your boat this week, mate? Well, mate, I saw this article yeah. in uh, in oh, actually, I don't know where it's come from. Uh, Brisbane Times. It's right. titled "Women Woman Bitten on the Leg by Wombat at Queensland Wildlife Park." Wow. So okay. A, a wombat has bitten a woman on the leg at a wildlife park on the Sunshine Coast. Right. Do you reckon that's the Crocky Zoo? Do you reckon that's the, the Sunshine zoo? Coast? Uh, Could be. That's uh, that's Australia, around Australia Zoo. I think Australia Zoo's around Gold Coast. Oh, I think that might okay. be up, up up the Gold Coast rather you, than Sunshine. Did you when the late Steve Irwin? Yes. When he was alive. We did a vet conference up in Brisbane, and this is, oh, you know, probably 23 years ago or so. Right. And he wasn't well known. He didn't have his own show there. He wasn't the, the crocodile hunter. Yep. Um, and then we went to see him, and he was in the crocodile enclosure. Yeah. And we're all students crowding around watching him, and his performance was unbelievable. Like, yeah. He was, like, so energetic, so charismatic. Yeah, I right. I remember walking away with some of my mates going, that guy was unbelievable, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. And then, obviously, he just went on, you know, and became the crocodile hunter from there. But yeah, yeah. Sort of, to be able to say, oh, I saw him before he was famous. In and the has, early days. And, obviously, he didn't change his whole life. No, no. He was always sort of like that. But, but anyway, so... This uh, this wombat, um, Queensland Ambulance Service Senior Operations Supervisor for the Sunshine Coast, Mark Fisher, said paramedics were called to a wildlife park at Wombai. Oh, Wombai. Okay. So, Wombai, oh, that's the big pineapple. Near the oh, big is it? Pineapple. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. To reports of a 46-year-old woman being bitten. Now, what do you reckon, mate? Big pineapple. How are you with big things in Australia? Do you want to play a bit of uh, big tennis? So <laughs> I'll go first. Big pineapple, you you do one. Uh the big prawn. Big prawn, big banana. Uh yeah, there's the um the the dog on the tucker box yeah, counting yeah, Gundagai. Yeah, yeah, go with that. Uh, big Ned Kelly. 
Big oh, Neck Kelly Big and Glen Nick. Rowan, isn't it? Okay, there? right. Yeah. Yeah, um, any uh, full uh, of big things in Australia, aren't we? There's the there's the big picture of um, Pamela Anderson on Sam Newman's old place. Yeah, yeah. There's a big picture of Chris Preston on his. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Oh. It was funny though. How so with that? Um, so Chris Preston, Melbourne specialist here, and, and on um. Danny Nong Road, one of the big major yeah. roads in Melbourne. He's got a picture of um, of himself in his scrubs, yeah. um, right on the front of the building. Yeah. But with a Bernese Mountain Dog, I thought he might have gone for a smaller dog to try and make himself look yeah, bigger, make his biceps uh, pop out of him. <laughs> or you think? Oh. <laughs> there aren't many vets that have got their heads on the on the walls, are there, mate? Not, 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 many, not, not many. No, many, no, no. But, but if you're listening, Chris, you know, yeah. um, thank, thank, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah like, th- thanks for subscribing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. So, but anyway, back, let's get back to the wombat. He said that uh, this is the paramedic said the details surrounding the bite were not clear, but he believed the woman was in a petting area oh. where people and animals could mingle. Heavy petting. Oh, easy on tiger. <laughs> <laughs> He's so furry. <laughs> oh, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> The, the paramedics described as a fairly deep bite to the calf, he said. They cleaned the, the upper bite. calf or? Yeah. <laughs> In a thigh, mate. He's on. <laughs> they cleaned the bite and dressed the wound. The woman was taken to the Sunshine Coast University Hospital in a stable condition. Mr. Fisher said he couldn't remember a similar incident in recent years. Right, okay. I've never heard of that. No. But I think it's it's good. We're adding to the list, mate, for our overseas listeners. There you go, yes. List of things to be scared of or careful of if yeah, you yeah. come to Australia. Spiders. Yeah, spiders. Sharks. Snakes. Snakes. Wombats. Well, mobile phone stealing dingoes. Remember yes. that we had a couple of weeks ago? And rabid wombats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and drop bears. Don't forget the drop yeah. bears. Well, and wombats that don't like heavy petting. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep it congenial. Yeah. You know? right. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I'll work on it. Yeah. Work on it. <laughs> All righty. Okay, mate. And, and so speaking of articles, so when I was doing my, uh, my my little sort of Zoom around, trying to find some articles that wasn't just about, you know, who's going to be our next Prime Minister again, oh, yeah. you, know, the, you know, today. Well, it's, um, only, it's only three Prime Ministers until Christmas now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Oh, brilliant. Um, I mean, and at least if they're going to be changing over Prime Ministers, at least let us vote so we can go and get a sausage. Oh, you know? oh yeah, that's you true. Know, yeah, or the, the girls can sausage. busk. Yeah, my what's girls, that? My girls can busk. Can busk, there they you go. They love busking at the uh, at the queues for the, you know, they get out the violin and everyone's queuing up for their sausage or queuing up for the uh, for the voting. Oh. Happy, happy they're, they're a captive audience, mate. <laughs> they're not going they're anywhere. Be there. Yeah. A, a couple of years ago for the federal election when, um, I think it was when... Oh, it might have been when Labor got ousted by um by by the Liberals by Tony Abbott. So you know, yeah, as, as you say, you know, six prime ministers ago, mm-hmm. um, and um, we're we're going in there to um, we've gone up to the local school and we're um, we're sitting there and um, Camille at the top of her voice has gone, Daddy, where are the boats? <laughs> oh. And I said, Well, tell you what, Camille, that's actually a very Poignant statement. Oh, Where wow. are the boats? There aren't any boats yeah, around here. Yeah. She was, of course, meaning votes, but you know, oh, right. she thought she thought we were oh. going there looking for boats. Oh, I thought she she got boats. right in on the policies and and stopped the boats, stopped the immigration. Oh, that's just I a, thought she's she's a learned for her age. She, mate. She's gone. She went pretty hard, pretty thin. No, yeah. no, it was purely and simply she was just looking for the where the oh, boats were that, rather than votes. A bit like a Zilkeen versus however you say it, Zilkeen. Yeah, I no, don't say I don't no, say Zilkeen no. anymore. It's all Zilkeen. One hundred percent Zilkeen. Change as of yeah. last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I was uh, having a look at on ABC News. There was an uh, uh, an article on why do dogs stick their heads out car windows? Oh, great! Um, now uh, this is absolutely just going to have been a fluff piece of someone going, holy crap, I need to try and write eight articles yep. this week, and so what am I going to do? A car's just driven past with the dog hanging out, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, because it's Sunday night, be, deadline's tomorrow. Because there's not an awful lot of guts to it, but right. you know, I thought it was uh, it was interesting, some of the um, that, stuff. That's so, perfect for our podcast, mate. I think not a lot of guts. No, works not, well. Not a lot of guts, and it looks like it's having fun, so that's <laughs> yeah, great. That's right. yeah. um, so, have you ever wondered why dogs love poking their heads out of car windows? The answer, according to Adelaide zoologist Chris Daniels is much more interesting than because they can. Right. Okay. Well, oh, I thought okay. that was going to be it. 
Well, I think that, that isn't that part of the reason of why they reckon that dogs like to try and lick around themselves? Yeah, because yes. they can. Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, um, I reckon. So we need to remember that a dog's head is this incredible sensory apparatus, said Professor Daniels from the University of South Australia. South Australia. Oh, he's a professor, he must know. And professor in zoology. They smell so much better than we do in that their sense of smell is much greater than we have and they have good vision. Their head is jam-packed full of senses, so when they stick their head out of the window, they've got this great pressure of air moving moving at great speed over them. And it's a sensory overload. Right. Professor Daniel said every time a dog stuck its head out of a moving car window, it was evidence of its of its adventurous and opportunistic nature. There's one thing that's really become apparent over the last 20 years about a great many species, and not just mammals, and that is that they like to have fun. So there you go, dogs... They like to have fun. They like to have fun. There could be a song, they mate. Just a wanna. They just a yeah. wanna. The singing vet. He's back. back. He's bit back. of Cindy Lauper. There you yeah. go. That, that's right. That right in your hood. Been in the eighties. Yeah, I know that one. You yeah, know that one. Yeah, don't give me any. Nice uh, one. The Goonies are good enough. Yeah. yeah. What? The Goonies are good enough. The Cindy Lauper song from Goonies. Goonies. That was that was ninety one, mate. At my era. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. I know you're talking out of your. Botsky there, mate. All right, mate. Let's hit the disclaimer. All right. All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you would like any clarification. What do we got, Lewis? Fantastic, mate. Now, we're still continuing on with our short interviews that we were doing at the Australian Small Animal Veterinary Conference that we went to uh, a few, few weeks ago now. Yes. Um, and we did an interview with uh, Dr. Mark Kelman, uh, the long-serving president of the Australian Small Animal Association. Yep. Very big, uh, huge, huge amount of work he's done over the last nine years for, for the profession as a whole. Um, we caught him with about half an hour of his tenure to go. Yeah, well, that's he right. Before was about to, uh, about to you know, give, give it all up. Past president, exactly. The, yeah. vote, the vote was in, wasn't it? Yes. Much easier than the... Uh, than the, the uh, the voting the prime minister, I think. Oh, they the just, spills just, and this yeah, and people that. People just put up their hands and they vote, and uh, and then they swap over, and it's all done. Shake hands, done. Yeah, yeah. Dunsky. Perhaps, perhaps the AVA could give some lessons to uh, <laughs> to our promise. Anyway, so he's in whoever yeah. that may be. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's two weeks since the last record, so <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Is 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 prime minister now? It might be Tony Abbott. Tony Abbott back again. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe. Anyway. So we did an interview with him. He's uh, heavily involved with two organisations, Pause for a Purpose and Pets in the Park. So let's see what uh, Mark has to say. Yeah. All right, we're back at the ASAV 2018 Melbourne Conference and we're joined now by Mark Kelman, uh, the uh, soon-to-be-leaving president of the ASAV uh, Executive Committee, but also running the uh, Pets in the Park and Paws for a Purpose stands. How are you going, Mark? Oh, very good. How are you guys going? Yeah, we're good. Thank you very much. Awesome. Um, uh, Mark, can you tell us about Pets in the Park and Paws for a Purpose? Yeah, where shall I start? Oh, mate, yeah, <laughs> from the top, where did, how did Pets in the Park start? What is it? What is Pets All in right. the Park? So Pets in the Park is a charity that's here to help homeless people. So it's all about helping homeless people to care for their pets. Fantastic. So, yeah, Pets in the Park provides services, veterinary services, so that homeless people can still manage and keep their pets. Because the reality is that everybody needs pets. You guys know that and everybody, I'm sure, listening knows that as well. But for homeless people, they're doing it tough. They have very limited finances. Generally, it's just, you know, whatever they get. And some of them have part-time jobs or whatever, but it's very limited, their resources. They literally will spend all the money they have on their pets. They have nothing yep. left, but we can help them so that they can have pets too. Great. So how do you help them? Are you providing vet services or are you providing food or yeah. how are you sort of supporting them? So we provide a range of things. Food is one of the things that we do. But it really started, um, there was a, a group of, of vets so Mark Westman is one of the guys you might have heard about. Right. Um, there's a range of directors, so Leah and Linda and Vicky were all the founders of the charity. Yep. And Aren't they singers, uh, Vicky and Linda? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to ask them, yeah. I think. 
Depends on the bull, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depends on how they're going to karaoke night, I guess. That's but yeah, right. Yeah. After a couple of drinks, I'm yeah, sure you never they know, would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they started this charity, and this was a few years ago now. Yeah. Uh, and basically, what it was is. Um, helping homeless people by doing vaccinations, by doing worming and flea controls, but also food and you know blankets and doggy coats and all the kind of things that people who are you know literally living on the street that you need to keep your animals safe and, and healthy. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the reality is, you know, vet services obviously do cost something. Absolutely. Yeah. And when yeah. you have very limited finances and when you're literally sleeping rough, you obviously do. Yeah, um, yeah. And just being able to do that to help them out. So we do pop-up vet clinics Fantastic. once a month. In almost all the capital cities, very shortly will be in every capital city in Australia. Wow, good we stuff. We currently have pop-up clinics in uh, Darlinghurst and Parramatta in Sydney. Yep. We have them in Central Melbourne and Frankston in Victoria. Yep. Uh, Brizzy for Queensland. We've got Tasmania. We've got ACT. Yep. And then we're coming on board the other guys very soon. And we also have an outreach program in Sydney. So we have a van that drives around Sydney as well. Fantastic. And, and all serviced by volunteer vets, volunteer nurses. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's all volunteers. We have one CEO and everybody else is a volunteer. Wow. And there's Fantastic. a huge workforce across the country that makes it happen. And where do you, uh, where does your, your funds come from, like fundraising and things to try and help, yeah. the, help so it going? It's all donations. So we're really reliant on donations. We have some great support from industry. So a number of different companies, you know, support pets in the park by donating goods so Verbeck does vaccinations for example um, other guys do you know different things and the, the food we get from um, one of the food companies as well I have to check on, on who they are Yep. yep. Um, but yeah we're, we're very well supported in those kind of things but we obviously have to buy other medicines as well and yeah, we're very reliant on donations from the public so, so the general public can donate as well absolutely yes yeah. yeah. so we've got a okay. website which is petsinthepark.org.au yes. and anyone can donate there and Pets in the Park is fully tax deductible right. so any donations people can get tax deduction for as well. Fantastic. It sounds like a wonderful cause. Yeah, it's an amazing cause. Yeah, yeah. and now you've got your other your other paw that you've got in today That's is, right. uh, is what, Paws for a Purpose? That's right, yeah. So, so, what's, so all, what's all that about? So Paws for a Purpose is another charity. This is one that I'm one of the co-founders of and this charity was started with the goal of helping pets and people in need so it's more of a broad ranging sort of goal right. pets in the park specifically for homeless yes of course for a purpose um, one of the main projects is trying to help stop parvo which is a terrible disease that kills literally 10,000 puppies every yes. year across australia alone 20,000 cases are occurring every year we have a goal to stop it we do other things as well but that's the first main project that we're tackling right fantastic uh, well could you bring up parvo i've got a it's a bit of a left field question and put, yeah. put it out there for you yet but when i see you know i work in inner melbourne mm. so in, in port melbourne and uh, my recommendation is that people in my area because parvo my understanding is parvo has a low incidence in my area okay um, and so I recommend them that they get out walking their puppies as soon as they can. Yep. As long as they're avoiding a, a dog. Oh, we'll just let the community announcement go through. Oh, there's a bus strike, everyone. Oh, oh that's a bit of a worry. How, how, are, we, how are we getting home, Robbie? Uh, I, think, I think we're Ubering it then, mate. You know? we'll, we'll jump on the back of a Domino's truck. I reckon we'll order, order Domino's at home and we'll just jump on the, on the car and go that way. If we're, we're Ubering it, mate, we'll need a sponsor after this podcast, I reckon. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I um, my recommendation is, is getting puppies out walking uh, as soon as possible, uh, you know, to get them socialised. Obviously, avoiding dog park, mm. avoiding mixing with dogs that you don't know that their their vaccination status, mm. um, and just going on the lines of you know, certainly in in inner city, my understanding is um, more dogs are rehomed or or. Uh, perhaps euthanized because of behaviour problems than ha than because of a, a disease like parvovirus. What are your mm. sort of thoughts on that recommendation? So in inner city Melbourne, you're right, the risk is relatively low. Yep. But even some areas just outside of there, there actually is a risk. Right. So it's interesting, some of the research that I've done through other work, which also links to the charity, we've been able to survey all the vets around Australia to find out exactly who's seeing parvo cases. Yes. And, uh, and other research as well. People have been logging cases. A lot of research is being done, which is great. It's an area we need stuff. more yep. research. And what we've shown is that around Melbourne, there's actually a ring around the city, the outskirts, where right. Parvo is a risk. Yeah, the, and the even Parvo ring. There is a Parvo yeah, ring. Right. <laughs> okay. That's right. In, in Sydney, for example, it's actually, there's a um, the western belt of Sydney. Where a belt, Parvo belt, Parvo right? Belt yeah, Sydney. okay. The, so the ring in Melbourne, yep. the belt the, in... Uh, the western belt in Sydney, yeah. What other accessories in, in different cities have we got? In you Brisbane, know, handbag? In Brisbane, Brisbane there's handbag? a belt as well, but it's oh. the southern belt rather than the western right. belt. Right, yeah, okay. So a lower hanging belt in Brisbane. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's right. 
but these are all dangerous belts. Yeah, sure. So yeah. particularly for puppies, you've got to be really careful. Yeah, yeah okay. And, and it is a serious topic as well. That's the thing. So, yeah. you know, the reality is that these are areas puppies are potentially going to catch the disease. So in inner city Melbourne, the risk for parvo is relatively low. Right, yes. But in other areas, you've got to be more cautious. Yeah, sure. Okay. And so like you say, dog parks are unfortunately a hazardous place for puppies, not just because a dog bites and bad socialisation, yes. but also they're areas where you are going to see more parvo in these parvo risk areas. Yeah, okay. So there's things to be aware of. So yeah, really okay. Careful. So the best thing would be just to chat to your local vet about the, the incidents of parvo in their area Absolutely. and their, their recommendation. Wherever you are, that's what you want to do. One of the things that the charity is working on is launching a new website called Parvo Alert. Oh, great That'll bring back to the charity. That's good work Absolutely. there, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and that website's going to be coming out very soon. And that website's actually able to be tracking all the cases of Parvo the vets are seeing. So your local vet's going to know where the Parvo is in their area from like your access tracker. website. A Absolutely. live tracker. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Good stuff. And the cool stuff is that this particular website, because technology's improved so much, yeah. not only maps the cases, it's able to measure outbreaks and yep. send alerts when outbreaks are occurring. So wow. it's this amazing fantastic. technology that's going to really change the things for, for Parvo and for puppies and help keep them safe. Excellent. Very yeah. good. That's part of pause for, perp- for a purpose? Absolutely. Excellent. Yes. That's yeah. fantastic. Wow. Yeah. All right. So some excellent, two excellent charities there we've had yeah. a chat, chat today about. And if people are interested in pause for a purpose, we have a website as well. It's yes. pause for a purpose, obviously. Pause, P-A-W-S. Yes. For a purpose, dot org. No, yeah. A-U, just dot org. Yeah, dot org. Right. Fantastic. And what about the uh, Paws for a Purpose premium beef treats you got here on the stand, Mark? Yes, what are they all about? Absolutely. Thanks, Robbie. Yeah, so this is a product that we're actually selling through vet clinics and pet stores and dog groomers and pet cafes. Fantastic. It's a product where all the money that we raise from selling it goes to the charity. Yeah. Um, it's a social enterprise product, so obviously if pet stores are selling it, they get their small retail a margin. Cut from it, yeah, yep. yeah. But obviously all the money that we make goes to the charity. It goes towards the Parvo Project and, and helping the charity out. There you go. And it's 100% Australian beef. Nice. No preservatives, no additives are really healthy product dogs love it it's crispy and crunchy Curtis Stone would love it as well everybody you loves know, it yeah Australian beef Absolutely. Curtis Stone would be all across it that Absolutely. is fantastic good stuff yeah very good we'll take a picture of that and we'll uh, put a link on the uh, on the site that and would stuff be awesome so, uh, and if people are interested they should talk to their local vet clinics and pet stores yeah and if they're not stocking it already ask them to get it in and they can go to the website for more details oh mate we'll be uh, I'll, I'll be uh, getting some in at the Waverley Animal Hospital straight away mate That'd Absolutely, awesome. that's fantastic Mark good stuff well done all that thank you very much Mark Kelman from uh, Pets in the Park and Pause for a purpose. Um, support the charity, guys. It's a it's a really good thing. We've been hearing about pets in the park for quite a while. So uh, get on board and uh, give a little cash if you can. It's a really good uh, really good cause. Yeah, excellent. Check it out. All right. Thanks very much, Mark. Thanks, Thanks guys. Chat. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Yeah. Alrighty, fantastic. That was great. It's good to have a chat with Mark. He's, he's such a passionate guy. He's, he's really um, got you know the the welfare and the thought of animals and homeless people um, certainly high in his priority. Um, and it's great to hear a vet giving so much back to the community and trying to get trying yeah as you say trying to give something back. You know, yep. I mean, there's that. Um, you know, I think. It's it's good for all of us to think about. Okay, right, you know, sort of look outside of the the, the blinkers of the capitalist society that we live in, and try and think. All right, well, what can we do? What can we do that's trying that's a that's a good thing, you know, to try and try and help out. Um, pets in the park. I've I've uh, heard heard a bit about you know at different times, and um, so a couple of years ago, Christina and I put our hands up to try and yep. go and help out with it, but it was at a time where a whole lot of other people had put their hands up yeah. too, so they'd already sort of filled up their allocation yeah. of what they needed of. Um, for volunteers for that time. Yeah, so I certainly consider uh, volunteering for it. And I think, I guess one thing that, that sometimes is raised a little bit that Pets in Park, and this is, might be a little, you might, we might say it's a bit controversial, but there's often comments from perhaps people saying that homeless people should not, you know, they're homeless and they haven't yeah. got a lot of money. And, you know, perhaps they shouldn't be owning an animal yeah, when yep. they're homeless and spending their money on on a pet yeah but having a pet would provide so much mental um well-being and yep. health to those guys um and and to have something often to have something to care for gives yep. them something to live for and also as well it um it might provide them with some security. Yeah, for you know, sure. If they've got a dog or something at night time and, and you know, it must be terrible living on the streets, oh, I could not imagine what, what it's like. Yeah, but having, you know, that companion dog that's there giving them some protection would certainly be, be something as well. So really, you know, shout down those people that say that they shouldn't have that option to have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great that there are the vets out there that are, that are providing the veterinary services for free for them. It's right up there with just saying, well, 
they shouldn't live on the streets. Well, you know what? Sometimes people don't have the options. You know, sometimes people's lives are hard, and you know things have things have happened. But yeah, absolutely. You know, if they've got a pet to to look after, the the sense of purpose that that would give them yes. over and above just sitting there, just w- willing the days to go by, yes, exactly. would, be, as you say, I mean, and from a mental health point of view, is really good. And so, if the the fact that the um, uh, vets in the park uh, group are there trying to help to do what they can to eliminate, you know, try and give these people the options of trying to say, you're going to have a pet and we're going to try and help you out as much yes. as you can. Yep. You know, I think I think is fantastic. Yep. So, um, yep. so we'll have. There'll be links down in the bottom of the show notes to those um, to those uh, charities to yes. those groups. Yep. So if you want to find out more, please click on those. And if you want to um, swing some money their way, yep. that would be really really good because yep. I think they're really good uh, really good groups. And the um, the the pause for a purpose um, where we've we've just got our shipment in of the um, of the the um, the treats. Yeah, you got um, some and, treats. And it yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So so we got them there. So so they're there available to um, to come and purchase from uh, from the Waverley Animal Hospital. Come yeah. in and. Um, and buy some and you are supporting a, yeah, a really good charity. All, all proceeds go to Ports of Purpose, don't they? Absolutely. Those, those bags of treats. No, that's, a, that's a really good initiative. Excellent. Alrighty, mate. What do you got today? So, what I wanted to talk about, Lewis, is not necessarily a, um, a, a, a good fun happy happy topic but uh, an important one and something that we uh that we have to deal with on a daily basis yes. questions around what is quality of life right okay so um uh, i would imagine you'd get asked this quite a bit too you know, oh, um, yeah, you know mate, definitely from, uh, when owners when their pets are getting towards the end of their uh, the end of their lives or, or having something that is um a disease or a a, a syndrome or something happening where the owners are trying to think, okay, right, well, what is my pet suffering? Yes. What is their quality of life? How do I make this decision yes. of, you know, is it time or not? Yeah, so we're talking about, obviously, just to spell it out, we are talking about, you know, euthanasia, aren't we? That, yeah. that, that you know, and, and a lot of owners, like you said, their, their dog's got a, a, a incurable illness of, mm. of some sort, a debilitating illness. Um, and, I mean, these issues come up, obviously, in, in human life lives as well yeah um but i guess in some ways certainly from my perspective we have the added advantage that we that euthanasia is is um is legal for pets um in in certainly in victoria where we work we work or in australia yeah um, and we can be able to say and i often say to owners and this is getting a little bit off topic but that it's almost like the final gift that you can give yeah to your pet to say i will put you out of discomfort yeah i will stop the pain yeah, I will. I, you know, I will. Um, I can alleviate that for you. So, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you you mean so much to me yep. that I can't see you suffer anymore. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's um, I mean, people feel guilt at the time of feeling like, or am I giving up? Is there something else I could be doing? The reality is that if there's not. And your your pet is at that time of where they where, where they their quality of life isn't there. It's not fair for the pet. It's certainly not fair for the owners yes. and their families to have to go through. Yeah. So, um, and, and it can really destroy the human animal bond as well. If, if yeah, if the last sort of you know period of the of the of the dog's life is not something that either the pet or the owner is particularly uh, coping with, yep. or well, not necessarily enjoying, but you know, I suppose coping with very well, and yeah. um, and and seeing that the you know that one is burdening the other is, is something we don't like to see. So, yeah, yeah. So what sort of things are you sort of looking at, mate, when we're talking quality of life? What do what are your sort of? I mean, I've got mine, but what yeah, you, and yeah. this and this is part of the reason why I brought it up because you know, I mean, this is one of those so we you know, vets generally don't talk about this sort of stuff, yeah. you know. So it's often good to sort of just have a round table yeah. and sort of you know pick up the ways people talk. So for me, you know, I my arbitrary lines in the sand for quality of life really come down to um, to is your pet eating? Yep. Um, I I consider that eating is something that animals do and we do because it makes us feel good. So yeah. if you're at a point where you're either not eating because you're feeling pretty bad yeah, feel, yep. or you can't eat then that's a pretty big yeah, you know loss on. of your quality of life uh, particularly for particularly for a dog that's been you know a good eater their whole life you know yeah it, for sure that's particularly evident i think that 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 eating stuff definitely and, and stark and because it, uh, often if they're if these are animals that are getting towards the end of their life then they're often at a um a, at a point where you know they've already lost a lot of weight 
And if whatever it is that's churning through the energy for them, if they're not getting any other energy in, they're going to go downhill really, yeah. really fast. Yeah. So, yeah, so exactly. eating eating for me is a really, really big line yep. in the sand. Yep. Um, the second really big line in the sand is pain. You know, we've got an awful lot of stuff that we can use to try and help to take pain away from animals. We've spoken about them in, in previous podcasts. Yes. Anti-inflammatories, yes. other pain relief. Um, you know, opiates. It, yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. You know, even sometimes, you know, if the animals are painful and stressed, you could use. You know, like I've I've even used tried using um, uh, zilkeen occasionally in um, in animals that are that that you know, that, that are getting anxious as yep. they're getting older. Right. You know, um, so you know, it's something where. Um, if we can treat the pain and maintain the quality of life so the dog and or cat can still do what they want to do, then they've still got quality of life. But once that pain becomes intractable, yes, that again is a big line in the sand. Yeah. If they are painful and we can't take away the pain, then it is time to, to put them to yeah, sleep. And I, that's, think. I think that's a big thing that owners are really worried about. You know, they always ask, is she in pain? Yeah. You know, is, is she... And that can be hard sometimes for us, you know. Yeah. Yes, if you've dog, you know, a dog or cat's got a broken leg, okay, yes, they are in pain. It's black and white. Yeah. yeah. But if they've got, say, a liver disease, yeah. they're not eating, they're probably feeling pretty crappy and uncomfortable. Yeah. But not necessarily are they in pain. So that yeah. can be sort of a hard one. So, um, But but certainly that's, that is a big one that, that yeah, if, if an animal's in pain and we can't alleviate that pain... It's the t- it's time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and the, the the third one that I have is um, you know, the the, the normal things that would if, if they're unable to do the normal things that bring them happiness. Yep. You know, so you know if a dog or cat, you know. Dogs and cats don't like weighing themselves. They don't like, yes. you know, they don't like pooing in the bed. They don't like, you know, messing in the house. Yep. They like going out for a walk outside. They like having a little bit of a sniff, you know. If, it, if an animal can't do those things, if an animal is just lying in bed and just flat out isn't moving, isn't interested in like if you have to lift them up to take them out to go to the toilet... Yep. That's when you got to say, right, well, hang on, you know, what was where's the quality in that? You yeah. know, it's, it's not... You know, that's not a quality of life that that animal has. If they've reached that point where they go, well, hang on, I've yeah, I've just had enough and I don't want to get up anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. If they can't, you know, if they can't get up and walk away from their own poo and wee when they, even if you know, if they're doing in the spot where they're sitting, yeah, and they can't get up and move away from that, I think a, for for particularly for a dog or or even a cat, I suppose that have been particularly fastidious their whole life, yeah, the 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 feelings that they must invoke within themselves of, yeah. of this is what I'm doing now, yeah, you know, um, I, I think really really would be quite upsetting for them for on an emotional sort of level and and i guess you know, linked to that i often say to owners you know is the jog enjoying your company yeah okay you know, yeah that, that comes into i suppose your, your happiness and your normal things sort yeah of thing. so so you know if if they normally like sitting on your lap and having a having a pat are they still enjoying that you know yeah. or are they saying no i'm gonna sit in the corner yeah and you go to touch me and i try and bite you or you know mm. i don't want that cuddle that we have in an evening that indicates there's a change of behavior that perhaps you know they're not enjoying your company as much yeah and that that that, that yes definitely um their quality of life is, is is certainly diminishing to a point where we need to think about making a decision so yeah yeah, yeah. um and and like you were saying before like with the broken leg i mean the, the difficult thing is is that some you know it, it is arbitrary you know and it's different for different people yes. and it's different for different animals and different for different diseases you know sometimes it can be black and white you know if a, if an animal's been hit by a car and they've got a broken back you know absolutely black and white you know yeah there's the animal is in is in incredible pain yeah you know, prognosis is poor can't fix it yeah, no. yeah we, we, we need to put them to sleep um times where i find that owners really really struggle are like where you've got um so we had a, a case a couple of months ago where it was a dog that had a a, a tumor in its anus right. um and so um this dog was trying to poo all the time. It was trying to poo yeah. this tumour out, you yeah. know. Um, the dog was eating fine, could walk okay, yeah. happily go for a walk, but it just spent 23 hours a day trying to poo, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. And and the, the, the mass was very, very big. The owners uh, couldn't afford surgery. And like, well, hard okay, to do surgery anyway. Uh, really tough. Like it would yeah. have been, it would have been a massive surgery yeah. to try and do it yeah. uh, with huge potential c- for complications. Yeah. Um, and and the owners found it really hard to make the decision. Yes. And I said, look, that what what you need to the, to to look at it is that ninety eight percent of your dog is absolutely fine, but the two percent that's bad is really really bad and is really affecting the quality of life yes. for what your 
pet yes. is currently having. Yeah, so yeah. it'd be um, horrible if you think. Oh, I suppose if we anthropomorphize a little bit. Yes. Yeah. In that situation, if you or that person who you know needs is going to the toilet every. Yeah, all day. You know, yes. Needing to go to the toilet and feeling constipated all day just would be a horrible feeling. But just terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And 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 if you can't, you know, so with that dog, we tried to alleviate its discomfort yep. by trying pain relief, and we tried to you know use anti-inflammatories. We tried to give it um, uh, softer poo um, uh, stuff to make its poo a bit softer. So stool softness. Stool softness. Stool. Yes. Cathartics. Yes. yes. Um, to to try and see whether or not we could improve its quality of life, and we couldn't. And yeah. so um and and in the the end you know the owners were at peace with okay this is the right decision for us for, for what we have to make but yeah it's it's different for different different yep. dogs and different situations and also for different people too and and also the i think the thing that that we find as well is uh, i think maybe some owners are often scared to come to the vet when their their dog's old yeah and maybe unwell because they think that the vet will put the dog down you know it's yep. sort of um or put put your put your cat down but that's really not what we're about, you know. Yes, if we feel that is necessary, we will talk to you about it. Yeah, and discuss the situation, and you know, um, you know, if if it is something that is terminal and it's incurable, and we feel that your dog's in pain, yeah, or cat's in pain, then yes, we may say, oh, I think it's time. Yeah, but in some ways, um, you know, it is a bit of a mutual decision. Yeah, um, and certainly we just don't recommend it just because your dog's unwell. No, that's right. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's really got to be that specific group of things that. You that we just sort of discussed, you know, the quality of life issues coming into it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's, um, you know, that one of the big things with it, it so in the end, take-home message is, you know, quality of life is what it is for each person's interpretation yep. and each and whether or not the animal's got it but talk to your vet about it you yep. know and, yeah. if, and if you Good. feel like your um if you feel like your pet is is suffering or not doing very well then ring them up take them in you know see whether or not there's something else that can be done but um i, I know certainly you know you've just heard from lewis and i talking about it that it is something that you know we do need to have the discussion with people and it is different for different people. And a lot of times what we need to do is to try and work out. So what, what is it that you want and what do you, you know, what, what do you see that that is the way that you want us to try and help to help to help your pet out at the end? Good on you, mate. Uh, That's good. I think it really helps the listeners, you know, that are perhaps going through a difficult time at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Now, I, I want to move on to, uh, talking about thunderstorm phobias in dogs. Yes. Uh, we had a light, lighten things up with a, Light, 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 here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning, lightning, thunder, thunder. thunder. <laughs> uh, nice. There yeah, you go. You like yeah, that, you've mate? got the singing on. Yeah, yeah. I, I have heard that one before. It's one right. Of, yeah, 2017. Yeah. That one. I'm, I'm from 1980. I get through to 2017. Already. Nice one. Yeah, they don't play that one on Triple R though. So I'm not really across it. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I've got uh, yeah, young girls. They they, they love those. There you songs. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we had a question on Instagram about the thunderstorm phobias. Did you did you see the question, Robbie? at all uh, did, you, did you see the post look I, I i i sometimes go around on the um the uh on the letters segment i try not to get on there too much just given that you know sometimes i i, I worry about whether i'm gonna you know muck myself up around there Lewis. that's usually you, more your you worry, domain but worry what you're gonna see mate is that is that oh yeah. look I, I just more more the thing i just worry that i'm gonna upset someone oh, like, okay. i'm gonna push the wrong button lou oh. and you know put Push a wrong button, maybe right. you know. You know, I'd hate to. I need to be sort of you know, right. squint, squinting at something and sort of seeing something that I shouldn't, you know, or do something like that. I think so. there's a bit of an in joke there somewhere. In there. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably making signals to each other. Now, look, it's obviously. You know, I'm not sure where the the question came from. I couldn't actually find the person who, who posted it, um, and it's not. Uh, it's obviously not thunderstorm season in Melbourne currently. Um, where where we're recording from. Usually that's around November. But obviously somewhere in the world it is because we've got this question. Maybe it's Madagascar. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, so, so it's really, you know, it is it is good to prepare. So in Melbourne um, or, you know, if you've got thunderstorms that are, that are coming up soon, um, it is a really, really common problem. Um, and, and we see it a lot, you know, in our clinics, a lot of people come in and say, oh, my dog hates the thunderstorms. It's really scared. Um, and, and often what owners say is the dog will sense the storm before we do. Yes, yeah. You know, um, it's like they've they've turned on the TV in the morning, looked at the weather report and gone, oh, there's going to be a thunderstorm today. Yeah. I'm scared. And we're like, 
but it's blue skies. It's yeah. calm. You know, there's nothing happening. So, and we don't know if that's that they feel an electrical disturbance. They sense an a disturbance in the force kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, or maybe they feel the rumbling in their feet. Yes, yep. Um, or is there something else that they feel? So we're not really sure exactly, you know, what, what makes them be able to sense it. Very difficult to ask them. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the, signs, um, the signs we get are obviously just anxiety with an approaching storm. So, yeah. you know, in, in the early stages, it might be just licking of the lips, the yawning, uh, pacing, barking, howling. Um, often during a storm, they'll hide somewhere. Yep, yep. So a common place them to go is the bathroom or the laundry. Right, okay. Um, we're not really sure why that is. It's some thought maybe that because there's a lot of pipes in those areas that they gra- that grounds the electrical disturbances. Right. That's a bit of a theory. Yeah, it's a yeah. Bit of a, it's a bit of an out there theory. There's but it'd have to be theory. metal pipes, wouldn't it? And most of yeah. the pipes these days are all uh, are all poly. Yeah, yeah. All, all well, plastic, that's true. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that might go along with the theory of using crystals as deodorants. Yeah, that that works too. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know maybe the bathrooms are a soundproof room as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, right. A lot of lot of uh, very closed and enclosed sort of. Yeah, room. right. Not a lot of windows, that sort of thing. So, yep. Um, some dogs might house soil, so they go to the toilet in, inside the house, yep. um, and then. In the very severe circumstances, they can become destructive. And they just they mm. like a little inside cyclone, aren't they? They just they just rip rip up anything and everything they can. Yeah, tear everything up and destroy. You know, furniture, destroy bedding, destroy yep. you know doorways. Lots of different things. So, I guess you know, what do you do if your dogs you know got this problem? You yeah, know? yep. Um, you know, we'll talk mainly about dogs. It happens in cats, but pretty rare in cats for it to occur. Yeah. Um, there are lots of options, lots of different options available. And I guess if, if it's many months away from storm season, like we've got at the moment, yeah, it is really good if you can work on what we call a little bit of desensitisation yes. and counter-conditioning. Yep. Now, the, we usually use a, a thunderstorm CD for yep. that or maybe a recording off YouTube or something like that of a storm. Yep. And the idea is you play at a really, really low level. Yep. Um, and then you do something fun with the dog. Maybe yeah, yep. you feed them some treats or you play a game of tug yep. or you do something inside. So they start to associate the, the noise of the, the thunder and the lightning and the rain yep. um, and uh, with something good happening. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So we get a treat or we get some you know, playtime and then gradually over time you increase the level. That's the desensitisation, isn't it? So exactly. you're trying to happy, happy, um, uh, a, a happy, happy thing that they're getting but then they're getting exposed to this thing that usually would make them upset. But then they're going, well, hang on, it's actually not hurting me because I'm getting this good thing. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. changing the association. So the desensitization is, you know, talking about raising the levels over time. Yes. And the counter conditioning is about, yeah, giving them something different, getting them a different, hopefully in a different mindset uh, yeah, associated right. with those sounds. Now, that doesn't always work, unfortunately. You know, yep. um, you know there's lots of different factors to, to thunderstorms, like we just talked about. There's the electrical disturbance. Yep. There's the movement in the feet that they'll, they'll, they'll fear. There's, there's possibly other things that, that we don't know about as well. Yep. So... Um, you know, you can try building a soundproof uh, dark area for um, for the um, for, for your dog to go into, and that can be as simple as like a crate. Yes, yeah. You know, wrapped in thick sort of egg carton foam sort right. of situation. Right, yeah, so, so something to try and uh, 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 sort of. Uh, uh, Soundproof, yeah, soundproof. the noise, yeah. yeah, exactly the noise, and 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 making it dark. So you know, if you're a little while out now, start making your omelets and save yeah. it, saving <laughs> the egg cartons, and, um, and 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 you need to train your dog to be comfortable going in there. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. You know, there's no there's no point trying to shove them in yeah. there whenever the storm's coming along because the dogs are gonna go, oh no, the storm's yeah, coming. In exactly. Now. If they're more distressed to go in there, that that's really not where we're not not what we're after at all. So, yeah. Um, so you are, you know, you, you, you're training them by, you know, throwing treats into that area. Um, you can use a room if you like that's, yep. that's fairly soundproof. Pull the curtains down, you know, pull the shutters down. Um, you know, p- put a radio on in there, yep. some white noise or something to help to try and da- drown out the sounds as well. Uh, do you usually say, say to be able to turn the lights on as well so then you're not getting a differential of the flashing of oh, the lightning? that's a good idea. I hadn't thought yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. yeah I, I get people to do that with um, with uh, uh, fireworks yes. too. Yeah, because yes. a lot of these things are synonymous with fireworks yeah. too. Yep. It's the fireworks you can usually predict when they're going to happen though. But um, but yeah, I, I like to turn as many lights on in the room as I can so if there are other flashes outside, there's not that same differential of dark to then... Yeah, you know, good idea. The no, that's, that's a good idea. I suppose you just judge 
on how your dog reacts. If the light's on, great. Yeah. Maybe if they like a dark room, you then know, that's better. Flashes, yeah, then, for sure. And it's better. So there's a little bit of a myth that that's, that's gone around. I think this is where it came from. We might have been somebody might have asked about this separately on Instagram as well, Facebook. About cuddling the dog, you know, that ah, you shouldn't cuddle okay. the dog. You know, was it was is, is certainly a myth that in the past we used to think that if you cuddle the dog when they were scared, yep. that in a way you're reinforcing their fear, that you're making them more fearful. Right, okay. And somehow rewarding their fear. Yeah, okay. That means they're going to be more, you know, more likely to be fearful in the future. Yeah. Now, what we do know is that fear, it's not possible to reward fear right. because it's a real sort of primate brain response that starts in the amygdala right. part, part of the brain, yep. you know, small part of the brain. And, and when that's triggered by the fearful response, it sets up a lot of stress hormones and the fight or flight response that we see in a full adrenaline response. Yep. So it's not possible that you cuddling your dog is going to reinforce that fear, fear response at all. Right, because it's coming from a different, completely different part of the brain. Yeah, yeah, right, oh, yeah. that's interesting, because yeah, I've always said to people to ignore the dog when they're doing it, because yeah, you don't want them to do that. Yeah, I never, never knew yeah. that, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. so, well, well, I mean, certainly we do take it back a step, and yes, cuddle your dog if it helps. Yeah, okay, yeah. But if you're cuddling dog and it's saying, let me go, I want to go in the bathroom, or yeah. I want to go in that crate area, then that's not helping. Yeah, don't yeah. cuddle them. So, yeah, yeah. so real sort of individual sort of thing. But but certainly no harm in doing it if it seems right. to help your dog. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, when I cuddle him, he's fine. You know, yeah. wrap him in a blanket. You know, he seems seems really comfortable. You know, doesn't seem to mind it. Certainly. And then I suppose if we're looking at people who've got thunderstorms now in their environment, yeah. Um, you know, and and the thunderstorms coming, try and distract your dog. Um, you know, again with something enjoyable. Maybe take them for a walk play games with them, offer them some food. Yeah. Um, you know, allow the dog to go where they want to go. Yeah. If they want to go in that bathroom, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. By taking by taking them for a walk, do you mean like yeah, just like around the house, like lead on and walk around the house? Or well, whatever's going to the work. Come, there yeah, are okay, some, yeah. some dogs that they get so excited on a walk that you can walk them during a storm wow. and they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, so it's a, it's a real interview. And then, but you bring them back in the house with the storm raging and the noise, maybe it's the rain on the roof, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's freak out. Them. Yeah. But you put right. that lead on, they're like, oh, this is great, you know. So I'm under control yeah, now and I'm Yeah. Or I'm just so excited i just you know Nuts. focusing on the walk yeah yeah right so, so it's really got to gauge on what what works for your dog so yeah. you take them out and the big clap of thunder and they're hiding under your legs and you know running under cars not ideal no no no, no. yeah bad no. idea let's let's can that one yeah <laughs> cross through that yeah. uh no <laughs> so and then there's a there's a some products you can get um uh, there's a thunder shirt the you thunder can buy. Shirt, the thunder shirt, yeah. Oh, wait, is that a sponsor? Though? Yeah, don't come believe so. Damn, I should have talked to him before. I did yeah. the <laughs> so, so yeah, there's a thunder shirt, which is the theory is it's a tight, tight fitting shirt, which helps with some dogs in those yeah. situations. There are some pheromones you can get. Yep. The obvious one is the adaptal pheromone, which is a spray or a plug-in, which helps with those sorts of things. There's Zilkeen. Yep, good great, old Zilkeen. Yeah, great sponsor of the pod. Thank you, Zilkeen. Yeah. So um, really, really good for those mild thunderstorm-phobic dogs yeah. or anxious dogs. You need to give the uh, Zilkeen for a, at least two or three days before the thunderstorm's coming. Yeah, right here. So what I normally recommend is to um, you know, to start it during, you know, a bit before thunderstorm season and yeah. continue it right through the whole season. Yep. Then, of course, we've got some medications that, that are vet-only medications. Yep. Um, and, and ideally need to trial those before the thunderstorm period is coming up yeah. to know that it's going to help your dog rather yeah. than going, oh, it's a thunderstorm now. Yes. Yeah, I've got to give it. And some of, you know, in the past, mate, uh, you know, we used to use ACP, mm. you know, acepromazine yes. for thunderstorm. If, if, if you've got that at home and you're using that for your dog, throw it away. Throw it away. Chuck it in the bin. Yeah, what we found is that it causes sedation. Yeah, makes the dogs look calm. Yeah, but actually, it's scrambling their brain mm. when they have it. They're not actually. They're even making the sights and sounds, and all their input they're getting is getting all scrambled and actually making them worse. So yeah. we do not recommend acepromazine or ACP anymore for yeah. thunderstorm phobias. There are new medications though that we do. Yes, there's trazodone. Yep. Um, there's clonidine, which yeah. are short-acting medications, but you do need to give them a couple of hours before the storm, ideally. Yeah. So I do say to owners, you'll be aware of the the weather reports. Yeah. And if the weather report says there's going to be a storm today, medicate your medicate dog. Medicate your dog. Yeah. yeah. And then of course there are some longer-acting ones that we can use that you know we might use if your dog you know has other phobias or anxieties like maybe a, like a fluoxetine or Prozac and those sorts yeah. of things. But there's certainly all medications that that I'm talking about on the podcast. 
but you need to go to your vet and have a chat to them what might be suitable for your particular situation and for your dog and do it as soon as possible you know as soon if you know your dog's worries about storms Go now. Yeah. You know, go, make an appointment. Ring up the, the Waverley Animal Hospital and, and talk to Robbie and, and get that prescription sorted. And, and, you, and, and you, like, Have you a listen big... to episode 26 of my podcast. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Exactly. And get that big, big, big tub of Zilkine. Yeah. <laughs> nice plug there. There eh? you go. Seamless, mate. It's yeah. great. Excellent. Um, but it, it's a big thing. And, and a lot of dogs have got it. And a lot of people, you know, if, if your dog, it's okay for your dog to get a bit scared and if it sort of hides and then that's all it does. It's just that thing of, well, if that's starting to get worse and things are starting to, you know, progress and progress and progress, do something about it. It does know? tend to, you know, it's not the sort of thing that gets better over time. No, it yeah, is yeah. the sort of thing that gets worse yep. over time, you know. It's, there's some th- you know, some thought that maybe it sets up, you know, processes or neurochemical connections in the brain that means we're more sensitive yeah. to, to a storm. That's why, you know, perhaps when we see a flash of lightning... We're not actually initially scared of that, but now we are scared of yeah. of, of that, you know, as, as well as everything else that goes to it. So, um, yeah, look, you know, great question and, and, and keep them coming on Instagram. Absolutely, and, yeah. Um, Especially good uh, ones like that. Yeah, Fantastic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah, for, for sure. Uh, so, coming up this week as well, it's uh, on the 7th of September is the Threatened Species Day, mate. Have you heard about Threatened I, Species Day? I have not. No, no, this is news to me. Yeah, so it's it's a day that's uh, to, well, it must be mainly in Australia, to commemorate the death of the last thylacine. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah rightio, down in Tassie. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so the Tassie tiger, the, the last one that was in captivity, I suppose, yep. died. Uh, must have been on that day, whenever it was. Yes. Um, and uh, and so Zoos Victoria running a sort of a program associated with it, I think. And so if you go on their website, there's there's lots of good initiatives and and threatened species that they're sort of trying to look after and and trying to make sure that they don't become extinct. Like the thylacine has. Yeah, right. Okay, good one. So we have got we're running short of time, unfortunately, on, on this um, this podcast. For this ep, yep, yeah, yeah right. But up. we have got um, we've got three Instagram questions that came through this week. So what we might do is what we'll do is Robbie and I'll answer these questions. Um, uh, external to this episode. Like an extra, a podcast extra. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I like it behind the scenes. Behind sort the of scenes. Thing. Or like the like the like on the Marvel movies where they have the end credit scene. Yeah. The bloopers. Yes. The blue oh yeah, <laughs> bloopers, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, the way we go about it. Absolutely. Oh, no, on, that's the show's the bloopers. Yeah. And this bit will be the non bloopers. Yeah, that's right. So this this will be the real sweet. Yeah, this will be the schmick stuff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Real real fancy, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'll have a really deep voice and Oh nice. Piece, yeah. Liam Neeson style. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll answer those questions and then we'll what we'll do is we'll paste them onto the Patreon page. Yeah, we'll have a link on the Patreon page. So at the bottom of the um the bottom of this show notes, yep. follow the link to the Patreon yep. site. Or or you can go to patreon.com, so P A T R E O N dot com. Yep. And just do a search for two vets talk pets. Yep, you'll um, find us. And then you'll find us, or you can follow the link as Robbie said, and we'll 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 uh we'll ask and answer those questions absolutely yeah we'll see we'll give that a shot and see how it works fantastic excellent yeah. alrighty guys so look uh, certainly if you have got other questions um, you know hit us up on Instagram uh, Facebook uh, Twitter uh, any other ones Snapchat Carrier Pigeons yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Bumble no not Bumble no that's not a good one Skywriting 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 you Skywrite it yes right. yeah, yeah, yeah get up there idea. and go Hi, Robbie, and yeah. let's just let us know so I can actually look. Yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah. Expensive. Very expensive. Maybe go to Patreon and donate instead. Be <laughs> <laughs> Much, much better use of your resources. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, that's a wrap for today, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. All right, peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.